Awesome. Well, thank you, God, that you do ne- never turn us away, no matter how inferior we are, no matter how disease-ridden we are, no matter what situation we come from, but you accept us. And you see us as worth and valuable, and you put yourself in the line for us. We love you, Lord, and we want to receive whatever you've got for us tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Awesome. Did you guys enjoy that video? That's from a, a series called The Chosen, which I, I've really fallen in love with. And they really display the heart of Jesus so well. And that's why I really wanted to show that. I've got some boys that are going to bring up a table for me. Just be careful because one of the legs, oh, it's just down there behind you. Yeah, yeah. One of the legs buckles out, so you have to kind of support it. Um, I've got something secret in there that you'll have to stay tuned to figure out what's inside, which is exciting. But I'm going to be pretty quick tonight, so don't worry. I'm sure we're all ready to get, uh, get home and uh, have an early night or go to Macca's, have a feed. I know I am. Cool. So this uh, video we just watched, thanks, mate. Not going to fall over. Perfect. This video we just watched is from uh, Mark chapter 1. If you've got a Bible, quickly find it. See whether you can beat me. I found it. Okay, it says, uh, it's from verse 40, a man with leprosy. So a man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Tonight I'm going to speak to you guys as we're getting ready for this year. And our theme being, are you ready? Turn to the person next to you say, are you ready? Hope you're ready. Are you ready to get clean? That's what we're going to speak about tonight. So has everyone had a shower already today? Everyone's smelling fresh. Anyone been in the pool? It's been really sweaty and humid, so I would be surprised if uh, a few people might be leaning away from you as uh, they're sitting next to you tonight. In this scripture, it, uh, I, something stuck out to me, which really made me want to share it tonight. And it says that Jesus was filled with compassion and he reached out his hand and touched the man. Now, when he did this, it wasn't actually part of the healing because it says that when he said, I am willing, be clean, that's when he was healed. But what he did by touching this leper, he showed that this leper was accepted and that this leper was seen as valuable. But in the context, in the, in the Jewish mind, and as you saw in the disciples' mind, one of them pulled out a knife. They're like, we're ready to go. We're ready to protect ourselves. Anything could happen. In their mind, a leper was the worst sort of person to come in contact with. And the Bible in the Old Testament has strict warnings against coming near a leper. And I'm going to read you from Leviticus, uh, which is um, Sammy's favorite book. Is that right? Uh, Leviticus chapter 13. This is a warning and a regulation about leprosy. And it says, The person with such an infectious disease must wear torn clothes, let his hair be unkept, cover the low part of his face, and cry out, Unclean! Unclean! As long as he has the infection, he remains unclean. He must live alone, and he must live outside the camp. So you can imagine 
the life of a leper is pretty miserable. And I don't know many other lives that are as sad as that one. But this leper that came into contact with Jesus took a leap of faith and knelt in front of of Jesus. And he believed that, that Jesus, he'd heard stories and Jesus saw him and accepted him in that moment, which was so powerful. So the disciples had a lot of unlearning to do. So when I'm talking about, are you ready to get clean tonight? I'm not just talking about maybe uh, the, the leper, but I think the disciples had some cleaning to do themselves. They had cleaning to do in the sense of who they were seeing when they saw that leper, because Jesus saw something different to them. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you a quick story. Okay. So there once was this woman, she was in a small town, and Every Christmas, she had a very special job. It was her highlight of the year. You see, she had the church's nativity set. And there were these beautiful porcelain sculptures, this this real life-size baby Jesus. And she set them all up in uh, in front of the church, the old church there, and people would come um, from all around to see this beautiful nativity set. But she was very particular about this nativity set. She made sure that she put in a a, a red line on the ground so that you couldn't go too close, couldn't touch it, couldn't risk breaking it, couldn't do anything like that. She made sure that there was a little sign to say, mitts off or hands off. Um, And whenever people would step over the line, she was on them like white on rice. And uh, she, every year, she would take the same sort of, uh, procedure to make sure that her porcelain statues were well taken care of. One year, she was um, in a bit of a rush, and as she was trying to get to the church in time, um, she walked out to see a family gathered around the nativity set. And there was a young boy covered with what looked like chocolate all over his hands, and we hope it's chocolate. And this this young boy is is leaning over the the pedestal and he's reaching over and he's got his hands on Jesus. And the woman, she runs over and she says, Stop, stop, what are you doing? Get away, get away. Get your hands off Jesus. And they say, Oh, sorry, Uh, we're, we're so sorry. And she goes, Don't you know, Jesus didn't come down here to get messy. And it hit her then. She stopped for a second. And it's like God just lit a light bulb in her head and said, That's exactly why Jesus came to earth. Jesus came to get messy. So Jesus didn't come to stick around the cleanest and the purest of people, or at least what the world saw as the cleanest and the purest of people, but he came to get down and dirty and be get his hands messy in the world. And we've got a lot to learn about Jesus. So turn to the person next to you and tell them, take a bath. I'm really glad we did baptisms tonight because uh, I, was, I didn't even process it was baptisms and I had this message and God was really talking to me about getting clean. And you know, when you get baptized, it's more than just a, um, a bath. It's something inside and it's you saying, the old man's gone, the old standards, the old judgments, they're gone. I'm going to live a new life directed by Jesus. I'm clean now, clean from the inside out. When Jesus... Um, speaks to the Pharisees in the Bible. I learned this. When Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees, you know he's actually speaking to you. 
their warnings to you. And me being a Christian for most of my life, I look, I read these parts and go, oh, he's talking to the religious people. That's me. And that one kind of hurts, Jesus. Are you sure you want to say that? So I'm going to, to Luke 11. And Jesus is speaking to the, the Pharisees about being clean. Luke 11:37. it says, When Jesus had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him in to eat. And so he went in and reclined at the table. But the Pharisee noticed that Jesus did not wash his hands first before the meal and was surprised. You know, since I got married, I've had to wash my hands a lot more. Because normally I just, you know, go out from being outside straight to the, the dipping chips. Now Bethany's on, on it. Then the Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people, did not the one who made the outside also make the inside? But give what is inside the dish to the poor and everything will be clean for you. And then he says, woe to the Pharisees, because you give a tenth of your mint and root and all other kinds of garden herbs, but you neglect justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone. And woe to you, Pharisees, because you love the most important seats in the synagogue and greetings in the marketplace. Now, when Jesus said those things, I realized that he was really putting a warning up for us because we can really easily fall into that trap of appearing really cool and clean on the outside, but actually our heart can be unclean. But he gives the Pharisees a way out. You know, Jesus, he didn't hate the Pharisees. In fact, he died for them just like he died for us. These Pharisees were religious laws trying to get Jesus caught up in his words, trying to prove that Jesus was no one special, but they failed. And Jesus gave them the way out. He said, he said this to them, Give what is inside the dish to the poor and everything will be clean for you. He gave them the answer. He gave them the way out. He said, give everything you've got and you will be clean in the inside. We don't know whether the Pharisees listened to that. We know some of them definitely didn't. But that's a warning for all of us. So I've got three points for us tonight. We're going to do a bit of spring cleaning. Hope you're excited for some spring cleaning. Um, spring is only three seasons away. Kind of like, like the next season of Blacklist. It seems like it's never coming. So I want to talk to you about three things that Jesus wants to clean up in our lives so that we are able to get our hands dirty in the way that he wants us, to be able to make a difference in our world. So there are three S's, so you'll be able to remember them pretty well. You like it? So first one is clean up your stuff. Turn to the person next to you and say, clean up your stuff. Clean up your stuff. Okay. So I mentioned this before, um, but since I've got married, I've learned a lot about cleaning. And my wife, Bethany, is here, and she is uh, very good at cleaning. So good, in fact, that sometimes she will get rid of things that I thought that I needed. One time we were cleaning her room, uh, before we got married, and there's a bag hanging on her door, and inside, um, she didn't even care what was inside, but on the bag was the emblem of her university that she'd graduated from, and I say, what's in here? And she goes, oh, don't worry about it, just chuck it out. I said, what? Chuck it. You want to check what's inside? She goes, no, don't, don't look at it in it, because then you want to keep it. Don't look in it. Anyway, I look in it, 
and there is her certificate of graduation. Her bachelor's in there, and she was just about to throw it out. A little beside the point, but I've learned from Beth to really look at what's important in my life amongst all the stuff, because we don't have that much stuff anymore. <laughs> you know, when we... <laughs> we have a lot of important stuff. It's good. When we buy stuff, when we try to fill our house with stuff, what we're doing is filling our house with comforts. And stuff is stuff, and stuff is good, right? You need stuff. Sometimes you need a Slurpee, yeah? You need stuff. But when stuff starts to be the thing that you go to before God, then actually becomes an idol. It becomes in replace of God. And God hates when things replace Him in your life because He knows that you need Him more than anything. So it's so important to clean out your stuff. Work out what's taken up your time. Work out what is taking up your mind space because God wants to have you like a, a clean canvas so that He can use you for something really important, so that you can be, so that you can get your hands dirty. You've heard of the rich young ruler who had everything he could ever want, and Jesus gave him a challenge and said, "Sell everything you have, and give it to the poor, and then follow me." But the young rich man, he went away sad because his stuff had a hold of him. And we can't let our possessions own us, can we? If your possessions own you then you're going to be stuck and you're going to be like the Pharisees that Jesus woed. So cleaning out your rubbish helps you work out really matters. Jordan Peterson was onto something. You know what he says? Clean your room before you can clean the world. You know? The way your money goes, there your heart is also. That's our point one. What was it? Clean up your stuff. Okay. Number two is clean up your schedule. Does anyone know how to spell schedule? It's a tricky one. S K E W. <laughs> no, it's not. So if you're gonna make a difference, if you wanna be get your hands dirty for, for the gospel, for God's word, you have to make yourself available time wise. Because if you don't have time to do anything, then God's not gonna be able to do much with you. You might be like, God, I just want opportunities, but your schedule is completely booked out. You know, the leper came to Jesus at a time that maybe wasn't convenient. There he could have been teaching his disciples or just resting or who knows what, but he was ready. When the leper came, Jesus was ready and Jesus knew what to do. He had his time free and available for people like this. And you know what? If we see people as valuable, then we've got to make sure that we leave time open for them. And that means sometimes saying no to things. Hands up if you find it hard to say no to stuff. I'm one of those people. I don't say no very often, but I'm getting better at it. And I've been practicing saying no to things. And what I've been doing is evaluating in my mind, does this enable me to love people the way Jesus wants me to? Or does it actually disadvantage me to, in loving people the way Jesus wanted me to? And that helps me make some of these important decisions. I've had to uh, clear up a lot of my time to to be at things that are really important, to be hanging with um, some young mates of mine, maybe guys that are going on the journey or maybe guys that are, are struggling on the Christian journey. I've been trying to free my time up to be available for them because that's so much more important than 
an extra shift at work. It's so much more important than an extra service that I'm serving at. It's being available for these people. All right. And uh, number three, everyone say number three, is clean up your standards. Your standards, okay. In order to see people God's way, we've got to hand over our own preconceptions to Jesus and let him teach us a new way of seeing things. A preconception is what you, in your mind, think is the way things should be. And Jesus wants to take what you think the way should be and put on, put on some Jesus goggles so that you can see the way he sees things. So example for standards. I remember one time I was at the beach with some friends. And you know how it is. You go to the beach, you're in boardies and, and uh, uh, thongs and maybe even one or a few of you were shirtless and, and uh, you got towels around your backs. And we thought we'd go out for food. And it was a, a beach that didn't have that big of a restaurant area, but there was one restaurant. And we went and we walked into the restaurant and there we noticed people, you know, dressed up really nice. And there we are in our thongs and our board shorts and a shirtless guy. And they're serving everyone. And the guy, the waiter there gave us a bit of a look. And we didn't end up eating there because that would have been incredibly awkward. But, you know, at restaurants, they've got standards for how you should look sometimes. Although it depends where you are because, mate, sometimes Penrith, the guys that walk into Maccas, right? But there are different standards that we all have. That's one example of a standard. But also, we've got standards sometimes, even in church. What's the way that you should dress to come to church? You know, it's good to look good, but if someone walks in uh, looking really filthy, do we judge them? Because sometimes we have standards for how we think people should look or act, but are we filtering those standards through Jesus, or are we just looking at it through our own perspective? So Jesus, he challenged the standards of the Pharisees. He challenged the standard. He said, does it really matter what people see you doing on the outside? What, what really matters is what's on the inside, and that's the Jesus standard. He challenged the standard of the disciples. He said to the disciples, oh, I don't remember what he said. He, uh, he showed the disciples that he was going to go touch a leper to show him acceptance when that was totally not the cultural thing to do. It was considered unsafe, dangerous, life-threatening, but he, he changed their standard. And, he, you know, Jesus wants to change our standards too. So you might uh, see someone who you would never talk to and Jesus might prompt on your heart to change your standards, to see things through his eyes. You know, I'll be real with you. There once was a, a young guy who I was praying with, um, or God challenged me to pray with him at church one time. And man, I had low standards for this guy. I, I, my, my standards were kind of like, his life is not going to be that great. That's kind of my standard for him. And I was, as I was praying for him, God actually challenged my standards so much by giving me a vision of what this young kid could be if he just knows Jesus. And I was so humbled right there and then as I saw that God's got a massive plan for the people that sometimes we just disregard. It's people that we just throw out. I've got in here um, something nice. Is anyone hungry? Anyone hungry? Anyone? 
You hungry, Jake? Just a little? Well, will you eat whatever's under this? You'll eat? Okay, cool. All right, awesome, awesome. Because I was just looking at my fridge, you know, yeah, you just need something to bring to a party or so. And this is all we got, but I thought, you know, maybe it'll do. It's better than bringing nothing, as mum would say. We got um, some uh, summer Jaspies dinner. Does anyone have one of these in their fridge? It's like a half-eaten dog can of dog food. Well, Jake, you said you'd eat it. Come on. Come on, mate. Come on. He's, has anyone got faith? Anyone got faith here? Oh, I'm clapping him. Noah's keen. Have you ever cooked up some cat food, dog food? Come on, Noah. Noah's coming. What happened? Well, mate. Um, is this unusual for you, Noah? A little bit. He gives everything a go, this guy. Well, um, this, we, here we have a, a chicken, rice and veggies. So it doesn't sound too bad. Um, real meat and a little dog and potatoes on the side. Um, this doesn't look very good on the outside, does it? It doesn't, man. It looks pretty disgusting. Um, but, Noah, would you be willing to give it a, a scoop? Sure. <laughs> yeah, just go for a big scoop. Show everyone what you got on there. What's that? It's some nice jelly. Yeah, you can have it. You can eat it. Good job. That, give, give Noah a clap. You can have another scoop if you want. Yeah, I don't mind. yeah go for it. it. You can take it. Thank you, Noah. Thank you. He had some faith because, you know, whoever came out here was going to eat it. And uh, he, he believed that I wasn't really going to feed him poisonous dog food. So good on you, Noah. Give another clap. You know, when Jesus came to the world, he didn't come like what people were expecting. He didn't come as a jar of condensed milk. That would be pretty great. He, uh, he maybe was, he looked a bit iffy to a lot of people. He looked a bit uh, gross. He looked like uh, not maybe the type of person you want to have at your dinner table. But Jesus on the inside was what everybody needed. You know, he came to that leper, and if anyone was meant to be clean, it was Jesus, he's the son of God. But he knelt down with the leper and put his hands on him and said, I'm willing to make you clean. And there the leper was clean. And I believe God would challenge us, church, and I'll have the band up, that's okay. I believe God would challenge us to not be so worked up with what people see us doing, what it looks like we are, but what is on the quality, what is in the quality of our hearts. Maybe you know a guy who looks a bit like this dog food. Maybe you know a girl who is uh, looks a bit gross on the outside. Maybe God's calling you, challenging you to actually go out and make a difference in their life, to change your standards, 
to free up your schedule, to get rid of some of your stuff so you can be present and available for these people in your life. You know, Jesus, he washed the disciples' feet. And I love that we did baptisms tonight because I feel it's so relevant. And when he was washing the disciples' feet, Jesus stops him, oh, not Jesus, Peter stops him and says, what are you doing, Lord? Don't wash my feet. And Jesus said, I tell you, you must, uh, in order to be with me, I must wash your feet. And he says, well, don't just wash my feet, wash my whole body. And Jesus says, someone that's already had a bath, so maybe Peter smelt like lush roses or something. Someone that's already had a bath doesn't need to be washed all over. All they need is just to wash their feet. And you know what I think Jesus means by this? You guys have been saved, but sometimes we walk something in with us, like a different standard or a busy schedule, not making time for people, or just we've been putting stuff in front of Jesus. And it's like we've walked it into the house and Jesus is like, all right, I'm going to wash your feet now. And washing your feet is something that you've got to do all the time. It's not just a, a once every forever free. It's not just a, a once a year or, or once when God prompts you to it. We've got to put ourselves on the line for God and allow him to wash our feet, to wash our standards, our schedule, our stuff, so that we can be people who are available to be the message of God in the world. So what we're going to do, um, actually, I'm going to hand over to Solly. I think he's got some announcements. Uh, before I do, let's just pray. Thank you, God, that you came for us. You gave it all. You turned the world on its head. And thank you, Lord, that you wash our feet. It doesn't matter what we've done. It doesn't matter where we come from. You've got a plan for us. You don't want us to miss out on that plan. And, Lord, would you work in our hearts so that we'd be truly clean on the inside and we'd seek your word with everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.